Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. I'm Josh Muccio, and from Gimlet Media, this is The Pitch, where real entrepreneurs pitch to real investors. Hi, good morning. I'm Shao. Hey, Michael. Good morning. Hey, Daniel. In the pitch room today is founder Shao Wang. He's here asking for $3 million for his startup, Boundless, which is tackling a pretty hot-button topic, immigration. Not only is this issue politically charged, the immigration process is notoriously complicated, something Xiao knows all too well because he's been through it. But wanting to solve a problem is one thing. Building a solid business around solving that problem is something entirely different. Here's who he needs to convince. I'm Daniel Galadia. Daniel is a serial entrepreneur turned VC with Comcast Ventures. I'm Jillian Manis. Jillian is a partner at Structure Capital and an angel investor on the side. I'm Phil Nadell. Phil is managing partner of Forefront Venture Partners with over two decades of investment experience. I'm Michael Hyatt and I invest my own money. Michael built and sold two Canadian companies and now he invests for himself. All right, let's see how Xiao does. All right. Good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Xiao Wang, and I'm the co-founder and CEO of Boundless. In 1989, I came over to this country with my parents from China. And when we first came over, uh, we spent almost five months of rent money on an immigration lawyer because the stakes were so high, and we had no idea if we were doing it right. In the 30 years since I went through this journey, the only thing that's changed in this industry are that legal fees have gone up and there are 10 times as many immigration lawyers in this country. And about a year and a half ago, I started asking a question of why. Once Xiao began to dig into this question of why, he found the problem was even more complex than he could imagine. He spoke to hundreds of families with difficult immigration stories that echoed his own experiences. And then he interviewed hundreds of immigration lawyers and policy experts. He realized this process was one bogged down with convoluted legal code, opaque decision-making, and endless bureaucracy. And that's when he decided he had to do something. And so I, I felt so compelled that I had to create Boundless to be the first trusted and positive brand in an industry that hasn't changed in, in generations. So I, I'm looking for $3 million and the right partners who wants to dramatically improve the lives of millions of families, accelerating our growth trajectory, and actually winning an industry. That's great. Can you um, maybe give us a sense of the actual product, the solution? Yeah. So what, what we do is a <clears throat> we are the first sort of trusted partner, as I said, for people through the entire process. So on our application, uh, through our website, they can get all of their information, upload all of their appropriate documents, uh, in an exceptionally short amount of time. Afterwards, they actually have an independent lawyer 
who reviews these uh, these information and gives them the... All right, so the way Boundless works is instead of meeting with an immigration lawyer and then manually filling out all these forms, a would-be immigrant logs into the Boundless website, fills out the immigration application, and then the system takes it from there, automatically populating all these government forms, and then an independent lawyer looks it all over, and that package gets submitted to the powers that be. In short, it's like TurboTax for immigration. Our first product is marriage green cards. So you are a U.S. citizen or green card holder. You fall in love with someone who's yeah, not, and yeah. you either want to bring them to the country or keep them in the country. Yeah, yeah. And so we complete the G1145, the I485, I864, I130, I765, and I131. So if you actually know what all those forms are, you're probably an immigration lawyer. But if you're like the rest of us, you have no clue. And that's the point of Boundless. It streamlines immigration applications and allows clients to complete in three to six weeks, a process that normally takes three to six months. In this case, Xiao is showing investors how Boundless helps simplify marriage green card applications. You said this uh, was your first product. This is, is this first the product. only product so far? This is the only product so far. Mm -hmm. How do the how do the categories kind of play out? So like marriage green card, kind of what is that as a percent of the market? So uh, there are 400,000 marriage green card applications a year. We charge a $500 fee for our service. So that means, yeah, this is a $200 million market, which is interesting, but you know, not, not huge. And the reason why I, I love this market to start is because uh, of three, three primary factors. One is there's no artificial cap or delay. Like this is the fastest, uh, this is the fastest process. So on average, it takes seven to 13 months. I'm really excited because last week we had two people actually get their green cards already. So, um, uh, so, so we, we can actually show success much quicker. Uh, how many have you had? Uh, how many customers have you had on this product so, so far? So we've had uh, a little over 150 since we, we launched in September. So we've been growing 50% uh, month over month in terms of number of customers. At uh, $500. At $500. Can you stop for a second and talk about the actual math and the business here? Yeah. Like, talk to us about this five hundred dollars. What's the what's the gross margin here? How does this scale to be a really big business? I mean, the numbers you've put forward so far don't seem to indicate that this is a an investable big business. It's great what you're doing, but yeah. I'm not. I'm, I'm trying to find a reason to invest. Right. If you haven't noticed by now, Michael is, let's say, the least sentimental of our investor panel. He wants to see the cold, hard numbers and understand just how a business is going to make him money. Uh, if, if you look at the, the category just in the U.S., right, there are 2 million total green card and naturalization applications a year. There are uh, about 12 million sort of non-immigrant applications a year. So those are like work visas, travel visas, student visas, etc. Uh, there's close to a million uh, employment-based green cards in, in the processes a year. That's about a $4 billion sort of pure transactional market that we can address right, just in the U.S. And then you, you think about like this as a platform for going from country to country, then you take a couple multiples on that uh, for the rest of the world. Again, I want to go back to the math question. Yeah. The $500 fee that you're charging the person to come over? Yeah. Once you run that through money you pay the legal review, money you pay, what's what's that leave you? Yeah. So right now, what we're what we're on track to be able to do is to uh, get the our our customer acquisition costs down to about a uh, hundred and twenty five dollars, and then the legal review it's going to be. Uh, 
under one hour, and we're paying our outside counsel forty to fifty dollars an hour. So, but what is it now? I mean, what is your cost of acquisition? Yeah. Right, right. You're saying forty, fifty. Numbers 50. as of now. Yeah, as of so now. Right, right, now. Right, right, now. we can do, and then okay, as of okay. now. So, as of now, so out of five hundred dollars, um, our our customer acquisition cost is a little over four hundred dollars. Four hundred dollars. Yeah, we dropped it. We- Shao is saying that on average he has to spend four hundred dollars in order to sell one five hundred dollar marriage green card. And that's only marketing costs. That's before paying lawyers or salaries or any overhead. At five hundred dollars, you're not even close to making up any kind of profit on an individual basis, right? So you might be charging five hundred, and it's costing you seven hundred right mm-hmm. now, eight hundred. Yeah, I would say that it's uh, that's that's about right. Why why five hundred then? I mean, why not at least cover? your basic costs, because it would cost so much more for any of these applicants to hire a lawyer. I mean, like 500 an hour. So I think that perhaps you're not pricing it um, as, you know. Mm -hmm. How did you come up with the $500 price point? Yeah, so uh, when I first started, I... um, You know, before I built the product, I created a, a separate company that was just pitching like the set of value props and the set of services at different price points. Uh, and the at the $500 point was where uh, it was the highest price that I was setting with the like level of interest that we had. But I want, I want to, I guess, maybe like take a step back here and talk about this not as a business model unit economic story for today, as opposed to like, you know, where I want to go. So Xiao's saying, I've been at this a while now. Customers simply don't want to spend more than $500. And there's a lot more to this story than just the numbers. I'm trying to build a, 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 the world's largest data set of immigrants right, that, that no one else has. That we, and, and to do that, we're, to, we're focused on like, how do we acquire customers and how do we delight the shit out of them? And then after that, like then is when we can start bringing in all of these other products because they already trust us and they already come to us on a regular basis for information. Did you say delight the shit out of them? Yeah. Okay. Just okay. checking. Have you increased the price ever? Uh, for, uh, from $500? We have not yet. So, so we haven't done any experiments on the price side. But I want to say like this is what's exciting about and We do the first like green card right now. In two years, they have to go from a conditional to a permanent green card, which is a, another transaction. And then a year after that, they can do naturalization, which is another transaction. There's no reason they would go to anyone else for their future applications because they have to start from scratch again. Xiao's pushing the investors to look beyond today's numbers, past high costs and low profits, to where he's focused, the future. One with return customers, data plays, and new products. But the key word here is future. And it's not clear how he plans to get from here to there. Talk to us about the three million bucks. What does that buy us? What is that for? So, so it, this, is, this is what I'm saying about a, a very unique opportunity in time. And traditionally, and I'm just being honest here, like, um, I, have, I have two million in the bank. I raised the seed round last April. I have most okay. of the rounds okay. still. This would be a very different conversation if we had this in eight months when I said, okay, like we're making a lot of money. We have a couple of thousand customers. We've already signed up a few partnerships and contracts, like help me scale. And I think that that's the, that's the original intention in, the, in this type of conversation. But what is really exciting is that, you know, we're in this singular moment right now. Right? And 
this moment might not exist. Okay, okay, slow, slow, slow down. Okay, you raised two million dollars. That's in the bank. Or you raised more than I that. I raised more. Okay, how much more have you raised? So I raised three and a half. Three and a half million. You spent one and a half. How long does two million last you on your current plan? Through uh, early next year. What's the thesis around the raise? Like, why raise now and kind of why dilute yourself more? The, the, is is to to go to your question, which is, uh, you know, why I think that it's a special, it's a very timely moment in this industry, where if the net goal is that I'm going to be the brand in immigration, right? So I want to own the entire space. And I want at every community potluck, piano recital, like wherever people are and immigrants gather in very tight-knit communities that, and they always talk about immigration, I want always want Boundless to be in that conversation. And to get there, like uh, th- this, this moment right now where people are green card holders are being deported and being rescinded and uh, the administration is expanding the definition of who d- no longer qualifies for a green card or can lose their green card. Like there's a, a huge amount of anxiety and, and uptick uh, naturalization applications are up 30%. Like they, there's uh, people really want to, to 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 move forward in this process, and so there are nine million people who are eligible to naturalize and don't. And when they did a, a, a nationwide survey, they found that like over 60% was because they had no information about how to naturalize. And that's like exactly what we did. Xiao's vision for Boundless isn't just to increase revenue and bring down his marketing costs. It's to become the company that millions of immigrants look to for help with naturalization and immigration. As he said, he wants Boundless to own the entire space. It's decision time. Has Xiao convinced investors to set aside their concerns about his numbers and focus instead on his larger vision? Michael's up first. So I... um. I like you. I think you're very smart. You've done a lot of very smart things. Uh, you're passionate. You're thoughtful. So in that bucket, I I, I, get, I check that off. Um, in the in the market, it's super interesting. I mean, Canada, where I'm from, we have a real problem in immigration is that we need a lot more immigrants. I immigrated to our country. This is a, a big, big issue. Um, I, I I guess my my when I step back and I look at this, um, I don't think your business is actually that investable right now. What I expected to hear was uh, after raising three and a half million that you would have thought through the business a little more. I wanted you to come here today at the stage you're at and the amount you're asking for is to say, listen, this is what we worked out. This is how much money, this is how we're going to get to a bigger bottom line. I was expecting you to really lay out ancillary services and actually lay out some more math to your business. So far, I haven't heard that you have what I call a kind of a 10x on the issue. You, you haven't come here and said, I'm, I'm bringing somebody to the table that's awesome and new. I like the idea that you're going to play with data. That's smart. But I really haven't seen anything that, you know, sets you apart. So for those reasons, I'm passing, but I wish you the best. Thank you. Michael is out. Here's Daniel. So as I step back here, um, you know, I think it's really to, really easy to kind of overthink this market, right? Like, I think it's, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of easy to look at it and say um, it's kind of this like small pocket of the world. It's, um, you know, it's a tool. It's non-recurring. Um, it's low gross margin today, um, and so I think there are there are reasons to not make the investment, but I think um, there are always reasons not to make investments. Um, you know, I think you're going about kind of taking this market really thoughtfully. 
I think you're building a really interesting brand. So I think, you know, as I step back, it's kind of, you seem like a really thoughtful founder, mm-hmm. um, sort of the exact type of founder that we like to back. Um, you're kind of innovating in what I consider to be, what obviously I think is a pretty broken, you know, industry, um, but one that's really big. So I would like to invest, but overall, I, I think you're you're a tier one founder operating in a pretty interesting space um, with the opportunity to build a really big business. So we'd love to back you. Daniel is in. Now it's on to Phil. I couldn't agree more with everything Daniel said. In fact, I mean, I just think your approach to this is very smart, very well thought out. Um, You're right in that this is a relationship business, right? And I see, normally I focus on KPIs today, right? But I see huge opportunities for Lifetime LTV in this, both through additional sort of immigration services and wraparound services and other things that you can do with the data. It's a data play and there's a lot of value there. And it's a data play, but it's also a relationship play, right? Yeah. The relationships that you're building with these folks can lead to a lot. So I think that's very smart and and uh, I'd like to invest as well. Um, I really have a great feeling about you and uh, and I just like your approach and, and I'd like to invest. Sounds great. I really appreciate it. With both Daniel and Phil in, the last up is Jillian. I put this in the category of one of these countries' dumbest problems, you know, immigration. Yeah. It's kind of a shameful, it's a shame on you, right, that we have a country that was built on immigrants and the intel and um, the, the intellectual capacity, the, the emotional capacity to, to invest everything that they have in this country to build it to where it is today, to one of the greatest countries. So um, on a high level, I'm very excited about this in terms of your mission. In terms of you, you can't get a more crackerjack um, founder with your background, with your intent, um, with your self-awareness. I love this and for all the reasons, and um, I deeply respect you. Um, I do want to come in and I want to help you get this done. And um, I would be honored, actually, to invest in a company that would create an easier path to fortify the foundation of this country with immigrants, not without immigrants. I'd, I'd be honored to go down this path. Fantastic. You, so. awesome. Fantastic. Thank, Thank you, guys. Thank you, Thank you so job. much. Thank you so very much. Xiao leaves the room having reeled in three out of four investors on a business that is yet to be proven, but feels like it could be a big opportunity. Back in the pitch room, the investors debrief and things get a little testy. You know, yeah, it, impressive guy. It, if you, if you take apart a founder, right, and you take apart a product at the very early stages, um, he checks every single box yeah. and then some. Yeah. He's not. He is going to do everything with intentionality. Yeah. He is going to yeah. look at the efficacy. Yeah. Um, God, I if, like if a, I could have given a million dollars, I would like right on the yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this is just such an easy totally. sell to, and part of the national discussion 
we all have to be part of the solution. Totally. I also think it's um, it's just an ugly market. It is. And it's just like an, a really, uh, it's just a nasty space. And, yeah. yeah. Confusing. And, 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 um, I, I, you know what? I listen to you guys. You guys are all very smart. I, I, I listen to it. And listen, maybe it's because... I'm coming a different perspective. Well, you're Canadian. Um, but I but listen here. Maybe it's because you're Canadian, you don't re- you no, don't I, have I, that I, 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 I get knee it. Knee jerk you know, reaction I, we have. No, I, I I understand the politics of it and and I understand. But I like maybe I look a little more unemotionally. I'm not caught up in the moment of the passion of the immigration. I, I mean I'm you know, I'm an immigrant. I get it. But look, let me tell you, I want somebody to come on in here and understand how to build a big company and how to build big revenue and understand it. I, I don't necessarily agree with this idea that Here's a bunch of million bucks. I know in the Valley we do this a lot. Here's a whole bunch of money. And, you know, you're a great guy. You're going to go figure it out. No, well, I can, no, no well, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, really let me, under a, no, hold on. Let me, let me finish. So, so I, I don't back companies based on this idea that you're going to get a lot of money and then hopefully because you're a good guy, you're going to figure it no, out. do we? And, well, kind of. And, Not at all. And, and so I, I kind of expected at the next three million bucks because he's raised three and a half, he'd come in here with a bit more. This is just me. I would have liked him to come in here and a little more structure on how he's going to grow this business to be a big revenue yeah. business. I, I'm old school. I like things called revenue. I like things called gross margins. I like a way to a bottom line. It's going to take some time. No, they no, call no. me crazy. No, call no, me no. crazy. Wait, wait. I, we I understand like that. But this is actually the follow-up on this <laughs> is that we drill down into the business and the unit economics. We actually drill down into the projections and there yeah, is yeah, a but, lot and, more and, conversation. And I'm not sure what you can drill down on because what he came in here with is doesn't have anything to drill down on. I disagree. But would, I think you're saying your I think you're saying he's not there yet, which yeah. I agree. But, yeah. that's but I think what he did. Totally I think he did lay out that if, exact. Part. If he was there well, yet, he I, I will listen to the epilogue and the, <laughs> and the rest of this <laughs> podcast. And Michael, and Michael, normally I'm in your your boat yeah. when yeah. it comes Agreed. to like normally I I want to see the metrics yeah. today. I today and where are you going? No, with I, it? I didn't want to see the metrics today. I get that he's early. No, no, I no, wanted no, him no. to tell me, right. hey, get this that? is the waterfall, and he's just like. But I thought that spitting. was the whole. That was the whole. You know, but, but maybe, maybe I, getting, I get, <laughs> I get, I get, I get. You I, know, in America, we're getting caught up in the immigration thing, getting caught no, in the passion. But I'm not getting caught up in that emotion. Yeah, what I'm I, getting caught up in is I want to know that he's. Listen, but he did, and this that is service business. This is not. This is not a SaaS company today. Today, and you're, investing, you're investing in. Did you hear? Did you hear AI? Did you hear blockchain? Did you hear things that are going to make this more efficient? No, well, because but, right. I think he's got. He's solving a real problem. He's got a clear plan to go from three hours he's, to. An and it's going to be a service less. company that's technology. And he's needed. got a clear sort of path to expanded LTV. I think this is folks. a great service business. I it's think you multiply today. Today. It, today, it's a shitty service business today. Correct. I think it's potentially a good service business, but I don't. I don't see anything okay. stunding about yeah. it. All right, let's okay. take a break. All right. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. Yes, let's all take a break. When we come back, what happened when the investors drilled down on this deal? Support for this show comes from Fiverr, the world's largest marketplace for freelance services. In the fast-paced world of business, every decision counts. And when it comes to hiring, there's no room for guesswork. That's why Fiverr has developed solutions for businesses to make outsourcing projects simple, quick, and compliant. You can gain access to curated talent through Fiverr Pro's catalog of top freelancers, organized by skill and experience. Streamline your projects with a user-friendly dashboard, where you can track progress and collaborate with your team. And for anyone needing the highest level of white-glove service, Fiverr Pro's project partners can manage multiple freelancer engagements for you. 
project partners will outline requirements, assemble a roster of freelancers, and manage a schedule to ensure your deliverables are completed on time. Ready to scale smarter? Visit pro.fiverr.com to sign up and use code VOX for 15% off any service. That's pro.fiverr.com and use code VOX. Drowning in status updates and lost in endless emails? Break free with ClickUp.com, the one app to replace them all. Imagine a world where your team collaborates effortlessly in one shared space. No more chaos, just ClickUp. Your projects, tasks, and communication unified at last. Transform how you work with customizable views, seamless integration, and real-time updates. ClickUp is your shortcut to more productive days and happier teams. Join the millions of productive teams already streamlining their workflow. Visit ClickUp.com to get started. Welcome back. I caught up with Xiao about two months later. What I really wanted to know was... Was Michael right? Were the investors too caught up in the emotion of this pitch and not focusing enough on the cold, hard numbers? Xiao, what, what's the latest? Anything new since we last spoke? Yeah. Um, so I, um, there's, there's good news and there's less good news. Um, but what Xiao told me was kind of surprising. Sure enough, after the pitch, the three investors who went in on Boundless dug into the numbers and drilled down on the business. But before they could even invest, another investor swooped in and offered to lead the round at a higher valuation. This priced Jillian and Daniel out of the deal. But Phil? So Phil's in, uh, which is great. Phil's in. And okay. What, and the, you know, the, the great, what I love about this is that like, and it's a testament to Phil and, and yeah, his, his perspective is that from, from everything that I've heard on the show and on various shows and, and from talking to him, you know, he's the most metrics-driven investor on the developer. And so for him to see, like, hey, not only where we are today, which is relatively early and small, but growing, to where we can be is really exciting. All right. So how much is Phil coming in for? So he is coming in for 300 Oh, wow. So it's nice to, to, to get that thumbs up. Um, yeah. And it was like, it was, it was a great... It's a great feeling because he is one of the most diligent <laughs> and, and detailed investors that I've ever worked with, which is incredible um, because it's actually pushed me to be better, right? Because he would actually look at my operating model and say, wait, why did you feel like this was going to happen? And why is this the lever that drives uh, that? And these are conversations that you don't usually have this early because the business is so nascent. But at the same time, it's actually been, been you know, I think his perspective and his intelligence has actually pushed me to, 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 to think more about different aspects uh, of the business, uh, which yeah. is sort of a leading indicator of why like, I think he'd be great to, to continue to work with. Wow. I'm going to be honest. This is not how I saw this playing out. <laughs> like, I thought this was a Daniel and a Jillian deal. And I felt like with as early as things were with you guys and as as kind of speculative as some of the numbers were on customer acquisition, which was a big thing in their pitch that they were pushing on, like definitely not Phil. I was actually surprised when he did invest. I'll comment on, on that. Um, so I think that they do have very good early metrics. This is Phil. 
obviously? Number one, um, customer acquisition cost has has come down, has declined uh, quite a bit since he pitched us. On, uh, so on it's pitch. not that four hundred dollars anymore. No, it's it's lower, and and so that, but that's only that's only sort of part of it. When when you talk about early metrics, and even though the numbers. In this case, I was, I'm happy with the early metrics, but even in cases where they're not as attractive, if you have a group of really smart founders who have a great, they're, they're, they're targeting a great market with a great product and they have lots and lots of runway and supportive investors, they'll figure it out. So if you give, if you give smart people enough time to solve a problem, they'll solve a problem. Um, and that, you know, was the other thing that on the pitch that day, I felt like, okay, this is a smart guy going after a huge market with very, very little or almost no significant competition. And he has lots of time by virtue of the fact that he has a long runway. Does that make sense? It totally does. I love that. Uh, give smart people enough time and money and they'll figure it out. Yeah. So remember after the pitch when Michael said investors in the Valley like to say, here's a bunch of money, you're a great guy, you'll figure it out. He was certainly oversimplifying the reasons that VCs invest, but he's not wrong either. Regardless, Phil isn't the only one who believes in what Xiao is doing. Boundless now has three pilot cities on board to help co-develop their products, and Xiao is close to wrapping up this round of fundraising. Our show is produced by me, Josh Muccio, Molly Donahue, and Kareem Maddox. We are edited by Devin Taylor. We're mixed by Enoch Kim, original music composed by The Musemaker. Our theme music is by Breakmaster Cylinder. Lisa Muccio plans our recording events. And a reminder, no offer to invest is being made to or solicited from the listening audience on today's show. All right, you've been listening to The Pitch from Gimlet Media. We'll be back with a brand new episode next Wednesday.